Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today is our season finale Q&A episode. So this will be the fourth time we've done this episode. Every season we wrap up with a community Q&A. You ask, we answer. So let's go. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio. Today is our season four finale, and as tradition, we will be doing a Q&A episode. I love these. These are so fun. They are really fun. They're my favorite. Yeah, just because we get to go in blind. Anyway, so... To mix things up a little, we have collected questions, and we'll be answering them blind. We're not mixing it up. Who wrote this? You did. Oh, oops. <laughs> well, I did last time, and you didn't update okay. it. Okay, <laughs> let me start that again. <laughs> well, we're going to do this because the first two times, we didn't do it like that. So this will be the second time we've kind of gone in without knowing, so we're going to do it again, and it's really fun. It is really fun. Yeah, I love the questions we get from the community. So uh, just as a heads up, we haven't prepped anything. This is just totally blind, going in. Let's see what happens. All right, let's go. I've got the questions this time, so I'm excited. Can you hear them? (laughs) Yes, we don't even need Matt to put in sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm choosing. Oh, this is... Okay. Oh, dear. What is your favorite part of your daily routine with your dog or dogs? That is the most wholesome question I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. That's so wholesome. Okay. Oh, that's so hard because there's so many things that I love. Kenz, do you have yours off the top of your head or do you want me to try to ramble through it? I have one thing. Okay, you go. This sounds really cheesy but it's 100 true my favorite thing is to wake up with my dogs we have this routine where they usually they wake up a bit before me they feel me moving around and then they'll kind of willow will crawl up on my shoulder and then she'll start moving around getting ready for breakfast and then as soon as i'm actually ready to get up i'll say hey girls you you want your you want your breakfast and they go (laughs) nuts it is it it helps me get out of bed like every single day it's it sounds so silly uh it like it's but they they jump like little gazelles over my corpse (laughs) like they 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 just go absolutely nuts and just watching them get so excited just really helps me you know wake up and usually puts a smile on my face right away and um i would say that is like 
a daily occurrence um, with me and Willa and Aladar. So I would say that that would be it. Um, so I would say something similar, um, but Marshall sleeps in his crate. Um, but every morning I wake up and I turn my head and I look at his crate and he is bright eyed and bushy tailed already awake. God knows how long he's been awake for. It's already, I don't know, six in the morning and he's probably been up since like five and he's just staring at me. (laughs) So I roll over and he's just staring. And, uh, usually we get up and it's just the two of us and, um, I don't know, just like letting him out of his crate and I always give him a little pat on the bum. And then, I don't know, he's just always so happy and he does his little big stretches and Mm -hmm. so cute. And then we usually go on our walk and yeah, so I'd say it's probably our, of the morning routine. And then working from home, there's a lot of moments throughout the day where he's just like curled up sleeping on the couch and I am obsessed with those moments and I just stare at him and I have a hundred pictures of him in the exact same posture. (laughs) Oh, look, it's so cute. He's rolled up like a little donut as if he hasn't done that every day. (laughs) I know, right? That's like me when my dogs find a sunspot in my home. And, you know, like in certain times of the day, we get like this perfect sunspot. My dogs will like move across the carpet where the sunspot is. And it's just, it's so sweet. And yeah, I get some pretty cute photos um, with them like basking in the sun. But yeah, same thing. It's like, Every, every time I see it, it's like the same thing, different day, but like, it's just so, so sweet. Okay. Great question. I love that. That was a really, really wholesome question. I appreciated that. Me too. All right, here we go. Okay. Next question is, what is your favorite out of town outing with your pup? Ooh. Oh, I feel like you can come up with this faster than I can. Out of town. I'm trying to think of how out of town we're talking about. Well, I love taking my dogs to Muskoka. Um, Again, as a reminder, Justine and I are actually both from Muskoka. So we know all of the great spots, not going to lie. But there's a few really great breweries. Um, I love Gravenhurst. Uh, Gravenhurst has Sawdust City. It also has the... um, the dock area where there are some beautiful boats The I believe they're called the Seguin and the big one. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. making the first one up, but I know that there's two really big boats down um, by the I, wharf, right? Ken? So yeah, right of? on the wharf. And, um, I've gotten some really beautiful photos of the dogs down there. Um, there's also some ice cream, uh, some, a few patios that are dog friendly down there. Um, that's something when you're, if you're looking to like go out and about with your dog, like that's in Gravenhurst, um, (laughs) out of town, less, uh, you know, in town is just camping anywhere with dog, like with my dogs. Like I love taking my dogs camping, um, Point Farms. Point Farms is a great spot because they have a really, really nice dog-friendly beach. It's really long and narrow and not overcrowded. So uh, that's a great spot. Unfortunately, Godridge doesn't really have many dog-friendly like restaurants if you want to grab food, but Point Farms... But Bayfield does, and it's not that much further. Fair. Bayfield does. It's just the opposite way. So you like it's uh, further. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. up. I'm pointing up, like up on the map, up here on. <laughs> but nice. It's um, yeah. It's uh, great. Point Farms is great. Um, really, 
anywhere where there's nature and a, clo- a brewery that's dog friendly close by <laughs> are my favorite spots or winery. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say, so I also love going to Muskoka because I love staying at my parents' place and it's just like relaxing and I don't have to pay for anything. (laughs) So that's very nice. So we love to go up there. And then I'm going to say like Niagara-on-the-Lake, St. Catharines, Niagara area in general, because again, so many good dog-friendly wineries. Um, We have gone the last two years with the dogs. Um to a bunch of different wineries, um, Stony Ridge, 13th Street, Henry of Pelham, uh, Cave Springs. We've been to so many, and um, we absolutely love going there. So we got to plan our 2022 Niagara trip, Ken's. Yes, we really do, uh, like, soon. Because it's wine. So, it's so every. Oh, there's so many beautiful wineries and like you just, they're all love dogs so much. Like we've been by campfires, tasting wine with our dogs. Like that was at Stony Ridge. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. There's so many good spots. So I agree. It's the best. Okie dokie. Artichoke. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. Third question. Read it to us, Ken's. Okay. This one, whoever wrote this, bless you. This is so sweet. What is it? Why are you so awesome? (laughs) (laughs) That's so nice. I don't think we should talk about this for three minutes. That would just be really narcissistic, but thank you. You know what? You're awesome. Yeah, you guys are awesome. It's because of you that we started this and have lots of content and you show up to our events that we put on and you like our pictures and you share our content and you are all so wonderful with, you know, letting us know if places aren't dog friendly when we say they are or if they're, (laughs) you know if our business guide is not accurate. Like this is like a team effort here. We are just the vessels. That sounds very strange. (laughs) It makes sense, though. Yeah, we're just two vessels. Whenever I hear the word vessel, uh, Matt once referred to me as a vessel of wine. So that's what I think of when I hear hear that. He's not wrong. Yeah, I think he also referred to himself as a vessel of wine because I think we had drank a lot of wine. Anyways... Yes, we are vessels for content. We just collect it all and then we put it out into the universe. A lot of this information is actually already available out in the world. We just compile it into one great place. So you're awesome. And uh, thank you for that very nice question. I would say that our dogs are really awesome. We've got oh, really they're well, super awesome. We've got really well-behaved dogs overall. Sometimes, you know, they every dog in existence has a moment. But uh, overall, yeah, just we bring our dogs out and they're awesome. And then we in turn are kind of awesome because our dogs <laughs> are awesome. Is that a, can we say that? We can say that. All right. <laughs> We've answered the first three questions um, in the first half of today's episodes. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to answer three more questions for you. BRB.
This episode of the Dog Friendly KW Podcast is brought to you by Nutrim Pet Products. Are you in search of a natural food solution for your dog? Nutrim has the perfect fit for weight control, sensitivities, allergies, and more. Made locally in Elmira, Nutrim recipes have nourished pets worldwide since 1993. Plus, $1 from each bag sold is donated to a local charity. Who do you feed for? Visit Nutrim.com for more information. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie. Today is our Q&A episode, and we are answering all of your questions on a whim with no advanced prep. So Mackenzie has them on pieces of paper, and she is drawing them at random. So we covered three at the um, start of today's episode, and we're going to dive into three more. So Ken's give us the next surprise question. Okie dokie. This is the one that I held off from before. I pulled this question and I said, this is going to take too long. Let's move on to it. Is uh, it spicy? We haven't had any spicy ones yet. It's, it's, it could be spicy. We can, let's pretend. Yeah. You can make it spicy if you want to. Okay. What is something you wish you had done sooner with your pups? Ooh. Hmm. See, this one is tricky for me because, well, actually, no, I just, I literally just thought of it. This is why I love these episodes because like it makes my brain work. Um, so one thing that I wish I'd done sooner is did a little bit more research into my breed. I, I thought a dog is a dog and, um, not realizing the sensitivity behind the breed of dog fully that I, that I got. I feel like a lot of first time dog owners do this sometimes. And what I wish I hadn't done, I did one of those puppy obedience classes. And at the end of the class, what they do is they say, okay, everybody take your dog off leash. It's now time to let them all play together. And I swear to this day, Willa is turning six in a couple months that that is why she is a little more reactive around larger dogs because she was bullied Aww. in those play sessions and she used to hide behind me. And I used to be like, like again, she's a dog. Like, go play, go play. And she just, she taught me a lot. She did. She taught me yeah. a lot. Um, and I'm so, I am grateful that she is, as confident as she is, but when it comes to like being in close quarters with larger dogs, um, I wish that I had have just um, been a little more sensitive to her sensitivity. So something I wish I would have done sooner is known the breed of dog I got, yep. done my due diligence and knew exactly what I was signing up for and treat her as she should have been treated. She turned out perfect in my opinion, but <laughs> she has she's her pretty great. She has her moments when she's approached to um, you know, face on with a with a specific type of dog. So, and I still swear it's due to her being a 9-week-old puppy and being 
bullied. But anyway, that's so sad. Who knows? But yeah, yeah, that's it. What about you? Um, mine would definitely be the place command. So I had known about the place command for probably like six months to a year before I actually took the time to properly train it and implement it. And I have to tell you, a place command is a game changer, um, in so many settings around the house, when you're having guests, when you're going somewhere else, having, um, your dog trained on place is life-changing, especially when you're exiting puppy mode and everything is very exhausting because they have so much energy and you're kind of getting over it because you've been dealing with it for so long. Place is the best for that because it teaches your dog that they can, they have a designated spot where they can find some calm in your home or somewhere else. So that was one thing that as soon as it kind of clicked for Marshall, I was like, I wish I had done this way earlier. I wish I didn't put this off. Yeah, it's, it's a been, really good tool. I've seen it in him as well. He's just become, it's not, how do I say it? He's like, he, it cl- yeah, it clicked. Like he said, hey, I know if I am on this spot that I need to be a calm dog around everything that is happening around me. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible to see the difference in him over the time you've worked on it. So Yay, nicely, nicely done, Marshall. I know. What a good boy. All right. Take us to the next question. I want some spice. This one isn't really spicy either. It's, it's <laughs> really Come fun. Come on, guys. We're the spicy questions. I know. This one's really fun, though, especially with, like, summer on. It's Okay. I love fun stuff. Even though Give it's it to annoying me. right now, but whatever. Anyway. Um, okay. Do you do a lot of road trips with your dogs or do you split it up and do it with and without them? Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere without my dog since I got him two years ago. That COVID is all. COVID puppy. <laughs> so if, puppy. I've, if I've gone on any road trips, which I have, <laughs> they've been with Marshall and uh, he's always with me. So I have have not gone on one without him since I got him. So yes, I plan all my trips around him. But this is why we are dog-friendly KW. This is true. Yeah. (laughs) We love to take our dogs places and it's fun for us. And it's also fun because, you know, we go to Niagara for a weekend. We go on a little road trip and we go to Niagara and we scope out all these dog-friendly places. And then we get to come back and we get to share that with you. And that's so cool. And then we get to see you out with your dogs, going to new places that we've recommended and supporting businesses that we love. And it's just like it comes full circle and it's so fulfilling. So when I think about going somewhere without my dog, I'm like, but I could go with my dog. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I am in the same boat. I have done very few road trips without dogs a lot of my road trips included the dogs because they were two dog shows so Mm -hmm. I actually had multiple dogs with me it wasn't just my two I've been on road trips with 10 dogs before 10 Italian greyhounds in the same car Um, that is wild it it was a lot of fun it was (laughs) it was a lot of chaotic fun um (laughs) but uh yeah I I agree completely. Like the road trips that I have done in the past have revolved around the dogs. And um, there are, I actually am planning one without the dogs in 
August, um, going camping to Kill Bear. And um, it's the first time that I'll be like going away without the dogs for a while. Um, but I'm kind of I'm kind of sad about it because like I why aren't they going? Because it is going to be three dogs, only two people. It's going to be um, if we if if we would like to to do something. It's just it's going to be a long time with three dogs, and Fair. it was decided that hey maybe we should take a little break. And I cried a little bit about it, but oh. <laughs> I do think that you know. It's good for the dogs too. Like it really yep. to separate yourself from them. I when I do travel, sometimes um, I'll take one dog or the other um, mm-hmm. just to break it up. But to have not uh, neither of them with me for a few days um, might just uh, be a good, you know, kind of breather for a little bit because I'm always on edge when the little dogs are around. So um, yeah, it's uh, we'll see how it goes, but. Overall, throughout the lives of both of my dogs, they have come almost everywhere with me. So, so to answer your question, road trips with dogs, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Literally, yes. <laughs> All right, Ken's hit us with the last question. All right, this is the last question of the episode. So, well, this I'm banking on some spice. All right. You are in luck. It's got spice. Here we go. I'm approached by an off-leash dog in an on-leash area. What should I do? (laughs) Well, if you're me, you probably yell, but that's not (laughs) the right thing to do. (laughs) But it is very stressful when you have a dog that is a little reactive and they're pretty big. And if a dog upset them... They could do some serious damage. Um, So it can be very frightening when a dog just like runs at you off leash, especially if it's a smaller dog as a big dog owner. It's just horrifying. So I've definitely like yelled at people before. People like, put your dog on a leash. But that's not the way to handle it. So Um, my approach is a little bit softer. (laughs) What? (laughs) So. Um, but again, I have two small dogs and, um, I have the same reaction when a large dog is off leash and approaches us because I get very protective of my small dogs. Um, my, uh, the first thing that I always hear is don't worry. He or she is friendly. Don't always. care. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And I say that to them. I was like, you know what? They might be friendly, but mine are not. That is a thousand percent a lie. But <laughs> I say that in order to be like, hey, listen, yeah, that's cool. But my dog is on a leash for a reason. Go away, please. Yeah. So yeah, yep. I that is like my knee-jerk reaction if I hear, oh, don't worry, they're friendly. Mine are not. Mine are not. So go, please. <laughs> I usually end up saying, like, can you just put your dog on a leash? Usually in that tone of voice. Yeah, I have said that before. Um, I think I was in Bechtel and, uh, like, the the trails, Bechtel trails. And, uh, yeah, I was approached by a larger dog. No owner in sight, literally. No human to be found. And I... I thankfully can pick up my one dog who is afraid of larger dogs. And I picked her up and... 
I was looking around and I, I like kept, I kept putting myself in between my dog and this dog. Cause it kept wanting to sniff its butt and I'm sure it was friendly, but still like, that's not, that's not polite. My dogs don't appreciate that. No. Um, and as soon as I saw the owner, I was like, excuse me, is this your dog? Yes. That's my dog. Oh yeah. Don't worry. They're friendly. You know what? I really don't appreciate what has just happened. My dogs did not appreciate it. I do not appreciate it. Yeah. This is a leashed area. Uh, according to the city, please put your dog on a leash. Oh, yeah. well, they're fine. They're fine. No, they're not fine. No. Thank yeah. you. I think it really just comes back to education. Like if you have an opportunity to try to change somebody's perspective a little bit, and if you are patient enough to do it with kindness, maybe that person will see it a little bit differently. I think my approach will also change depending on the environment. So if I see somebody on like a sports field with their dog off leash, I know a lot of people use sports fields as like informal dog parks. I'm going to just turn around and go the other way. Yeah. I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to continue to go closer. I'm just going to go about my business and go the other way. Cause I don't want to bring my dog around an unpredictable unleashed dog. Um, but if it's in my neighborhood and I'm trying to walk around, in the neighborhood and somebody has their dog off leash, I will hundred percent say something, but yeah, use it as an opportunity for education. If you can try and be soft. I feel people listen when you're soft, but if you need to be harsh because you're worried about your dog, then please be harsh. Worry. Yeah, about I can dog. speak, speak from experience. People don't respond very well when you yell at them. So don't do that. <laughs> Well, thank you to everyone who submitted questions. We're going to take a quick break and come back with a recap of our season and what we're looking forward to most next season. Stay tuned. listening to the dog friendly kw podcast and today is our season finale q a episode one of my favorites so fun i know i love the q a's they're always awesome yeah so we have been answering all of our community questions all six of them and now we have a question for each other so to wrap up justine please share with everybody what your favorite episode was from season four um this is actually easier i mean a lot we had a lot of great episodes this season but the one that stuck with me the most that felt the most impactful that i think is my favorite was the um was with danny and heather from pound dog rescue so the the foster um episode they just completely changed my perspective about fostering and um, just hearing them talk about their experience was so inspirational and it just, yeah, it made me so happy to know that there's so many people out there doing great things for dogs and 
hopefully people listen to it and it inspires some other people to, uh, to foster. I agree a hundred percent. They were going to be one of my favorites as well, just because, uh, if you've ever thought about fostering, but don't think you can do it. Yeah. They had some great insight into what it means. And, uh, it's just, it helps so many people, families, dogs, like it helps so many different beings. So, um, another one that I really enjoyed was the mended mutts episode. Yes. That was a very good one. And so educational. Mm-hmm. So learning about uh, dog first aid and what you can do. And um, I'm being a little biased, but I did like talking about reputable breeders as well. That was also very good. And I that was our first time uh, doing a part one and part two episode. And it was nice to be able to really dig into a topic without feeling so restricted on time. So I feel like we were really able to get into that one. So that was another favorite as well. Yeah, I, uh, I think overall the season was... Uh, had a lot of different, you know, peaks of different information. And uh, we can't wait to, for season five to just keep it coming and bringing in more guests and talking more about our dogs and our community's dogs. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yep, me too. I'm excited to record our season five premiere live at the Spring into Summer Pooch Party in downtown Kitchener on Cockle Street. So stay tuned for that. That'll be happening June 4th. So if you want to see us live in action, that'll be the place to be. But thanks so much for tuning into season four of the Dog Friendly KW podcast. We'll be back in June with season five. And in the meantime, you can listen to all of our episodes on Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And you can catch reruns every Saturday at 11 a.m. on Midtown Radio KW. See you this summer. Block Sheep Audio Podcast.